intellectual, the cunning, and the quintessential stun muffin, Joel. The moment I found out your mom plays with toys, I became her favorite action figure. She stopped playing with all the other boys. And as she gets ready to squirt and to blast, she'll squeal with pleasure and fluids will spill. As she listens to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast with my dude, Will the Thrill, and now, Will the Thrill and the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. Holy shit, what an intro there. Welcome to the debut episode of the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. Thank you so much to the ECW great Joel Gertner for that amazing intro. Very excited to be bringing you the debut episode of the podcast here. I'm Will the Thrill, as you heard. And I got my partner here today, Joe Static Toys. Find him at Static Toys on Instagram. Joe, how is everything going? What's up, Will? Everything's going pretty good. I guess I'm just trying to stay sane in these times. And wrestling figures seem to keep me a little upbeat nowadays, you know, as they always do. Drinking a little White Claw. uh, Oh, I know. Enjoying the breeze. Yeah, that's what you have to do. And the weather's beautiful here. We're we're actually recording in the, the good old state of New Jersey. So New Jersey, New Jersey born and proud here. And I agree with you. You know, first and foremost, I just wanna I, I just wish that everybody is safe, that they're yeah. staying healthy, uh, you know, and and again that they can fill this time with some wrestling figure collecting. And for our first segment. We are going to talk wrestling figure collecting. Let's get into that now. I can feel electricity in the air. This is the Gorilla Position. This is our debut podcast episode. Our first segment will be the Gorilla Position. We want to pay homage to Gorilla Monsoon and professional wrestling, obviously, at the Square Circle Action Figure Podcast. So the Gorilla position will focus on a topic of interest or a topic of note in the wrestling figure community, collecting community, etc. And today what we're going to do, Joe, is we're going to actually start it off with the pulse, the current pulse of wrestling figure collecting. And boy, it's become crazy, hasn't it? Oh, it's I feel like it's changing every day, you know, like some days. You know, you go and certain things, certain figure lines you want to collect are at one price. You go the next day, it's through the roof. You know, I feel like wrestling figure collecting in general, you have to have a lot of patience if there's something you're after or there's something you want. I feel like patience is key. I agree, Joe. I think patience is very much key. And and we're just talking as a whole collecting. I mean, man, oh, if yeah. you're collecting modern now modern there's so much to collect right i mean this is the golden i would say the golden era of wrestling figure collecting as far as modern collecting is concerned then you have a whole other animal and a whole other beast when we're talking about retro collecting because the prices are going crazy they really are i'm telling you man (laughs) the other day i um you know i was looking back just talking retro before we jump into that 
And I was like, you know what? I kind of want to Justin Hawk, Jack's BCA. I'm like, you know what? I was thinking about it. But I feel like, you know, I, I tried to go in Facebook, a couple of Facebook groups and check it out. But the price is just like people just want way too much for certain figures nowadays. And, you know, it's just a little too crazy if you're going back and trying to get a couple of things, you know, you're after. It could be a tricky. It could be very tricky. Very tricky. And I think, you know, here's a little bit about Joe's background, too. And maybe you can go into this. I mean, Joe, you know, does run the page Static Toys. Uh, Joe is a is a retro reseller. He has been in the collecting communities of, of wrestling figures, of, of action figures, uh, 20 plus years. So he has the experience here. And you're right. These retro, th- you know what it is? It's retro madness right now. As far oh, as wrestling that's at an all time high. It's, you know what? And, and look, I want to try to keep this as PG as possible, but it's fucking ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> there's my, there's my first step bomb that won't be edited out because that we are not a PG podcast, but I agree. But let's rewind a little bit. We're going to, we're going to talk about retro figure collecting and the pulse of the, the you know, the community and, and the pricing a little later. I want to start though with the, the breath and really golden era of modern wrestling figure collecting because man there's so much to buy these days i'm just in awe i don't know where to start i know i'm almost like you know there's so many different figures there's so many different lines coming out that i, I want to collect i feel like sometimes i need to sell certain things i don't need anymore to buy the new stuff that i actually want yeah it's that balancing act you know like i i find myself kind of looking at my list too and saying, is there anything I can kind of get rid of? Or are there any doubles that I have that I can get rid of to, to fund this, right? To fund this <laughs> hobby because shit, I want to buy Mattel's. I want to buy NJPW. I want to buy Boss Fight. I want to buy AW figures from Jazzware Wicked Cool Toys. I mean, I'm going to have, I'm going to have to freaking have another fucking job for this shit. <laughs> I'm after, you know? you know what I've been thinking about? I'm after that uh, FTC Chris Candido figure. Oh, yeah. And then I didn't even mention FTC, which I mean, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting real itchy as another, as another, Another uh, podcast we know would say, I mean, just looking at that Chris Candido figure and they've made some great figures. I mean, look at the blue mini figure. A lot of their legends line is great. The Jim Cornette figure. And I don't even have any of those. I know that I I have. Who do I have? I have like Huvitu Guerrera. I have New Jack. I have AJ Styles, Kenny Omega. There's a couple of guys I've gotten through the years. But when I look back, I want Mikey Whipwreck. You know, there's a lot of other guys. And especially, you know, depending when they drop all these new guys on us, it's really going to get interesting because, yeah, they run a little higher, you know, 30, 35 bucks, you know, figure. So depending when they drop these new guys, it's going to be like, here we go. Add that onto the list. Exactly. And that was what I was just going to discuss. I mean, they're not cheap. Like you said, after shipping costs and whatnot, you're at $35 a figure there. If you're coming in now like myself, I got to drop at least 200 bucks just to get what I need or what I really like. So that's yeah. what's why I've been kind of hesitant with the FTC stuff. I didn't get in in the beginning. I do like their Legends line. I want to give them a shot. They're a little high in price point and really how high on the priority lists are some of these guys? You know, that's the thing. That's when I look at actually making a purchase. That's kind of what factors into it. I agree with you. You know, it's it's tough. You know, even look at the AEW figures. I mean, you got to be all in, right? You got, I mean, right? Once you, <laughs> I feel like once you get behind, <laughs> you know, then you have to retract and then the next set comes out and then the next set comes out and then it just keeps going. I feel like if yeah. you don't, if you don't keep up, you're screwed. 
Yeah, you are yeah. you are literally screwed. And then with and then the secondary prices. market prices these days being insane, resellers that are coming into the communities, and, and I don't, th- I think the majority of these people aren't even collectors per se. I mean, they're just focused on reselling and making a dollar. It's tough because one month a figure can come out. There could be a limited run on it, or there could it could be very difficult to find. And then the next month, it's it's double, maybe even triple the retail value. You oh, know, yeah. like with some of the Mattels, I mean, I they're going for a lot of money now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's hit or miss sometimes. As far as the sec- once they hit the secondary market, you're it's a gamble. I think you know. You, you, you really don't know what direction they're going to go in. Before we started recording, a perfect example of this that you brought up was Junkyard Dog. A month and a half ago, I bought a Junkyard Dog from just an online retailer of wrestling figures for $30. And that was higher than the retail price. They were at five below, et cetera, et cetera. And then you just sent me a photo. What what are they priced at now? They're like they're crazy high. Over $100, 105 108 110 for a retro junkyard dog that came out literally, what what would you say, three months ago, maybe? That's it. Because I stayed up to date. I, I used to order those on ringside every time they put a new one up. I want to say I got that junkyard set a long time ago. Okay. So maybe it was a little bit before Christmas or something that oh, it yeah. came out. Oh, yeah. It was maybe the beginning of last year. Time time is going so slow, but it's flying by. Because I, <laughs> I remember being at the diner with my mom. <laughs> And we only had one daughter at the time. So that was a long time ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so then that was, yeah, that, that that's that's my memory being freaking terrible. But-, but it's easy. I feel like it's easy to forget because that set, obviously, is the last set, Series 10. It never hit the stores, really. You never, I mean, it's basically just online, randomly went to five below. So I feel like the timeline on that set is easily forgotten. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And it's just it, it, it's jumping all over the place because I think when it hit online, even at ringside, there was a big delay from then into five below. You know what I'm saying? It just didn't happen right away. We forgot about it. And then all of a sudden, boom, they're at five below and everybody's buying for five know, bucks. But yeah. for five bucks. So, you know, look at that. You have a $5 figure that's jumped in, even if it's six months to $100. That's a multiplier of, I don't know, I'm not a math wizard here, but like, what, 5,000 or something? <laughs> you know, like, uh, 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 you know, a thousand? I, who knows? Whatever. The retros, but- the retros, I feel like are a really weird set because Series 10 was like that. Series 9 was like that. Maybe a little less. Series 8, you could find at TJ Maxx, five below. You could buy a million figures of of, uh, Series 8. 7 and 8, you could find everywhere. 9 and 10 obviously fell off. And for some reason, I always think of Series 6, Bray Wyatt, that one you couldn't find either. No, that was very difficult. And I actually bought mine on ringside because I couldn't find it anywhere. You're you're 100% right. Those are probably going to be the sets, I feel like, in the future. 6, 9, and 10. Those are probably the ones that the prices are going to jump up. Yeah, prices are going to definitely jump up. You're going to see like in in the JYD territories. And and I think who knows? I mean, in this marketplace, like you said, I don't know if it's... And again, I can't really put my finger on it. People are unemployed now. We have the highest unemployment rate in the nation the nation has ever seen in a while due to this pandemic. And yet these collectible prices are soaring and people are buying. It just doesn't make any sense to me. You know, like I just don't get it. But I guess the people that aren't affected, you know, are 
in, in a position to to collect these figures and, and and kind of go from there. But as we kind of get away from modern, you know, you have the Mattel stuff. You have obviously we discussed the AW figures coming out a couple yeah. months. You got boss fight as well. The Lucha figures coming out. You got the NJPW figure series wave one coming out in a few months. I mean, realistically, what are you looking to get as a collector? What are you most excited about? And what are you going to kind of put off to the side and see and wait, you know, and say, well, eh, you know, hey, maybe I can wait and uh, buy this a little later. Hopefully, Starting off with the new sets, I'm a little torn because so far what I've ordered is, you know, the Target, target Target.com. I ordered the Legend series. I feel like I had to get those and now they're sold out on there. If you jumped on it, you know, when you were supposed to. Good thing, because now it's going to be a pain probably to get those in the store. I I agree. I think it's going to be a pain. I think it's going to be, you know, you're going to go to BrickSeek. You're going to go to these pop finders and hopefully you can, uh, a case pops up and you run in and you get it. Because I think they're going to be one and done. What I'm seeing with a lot of these specialty lines, it's a one or done or a, a single restock, you know? So I agree. I jumped on. I bought my Legends as well. I think what I was tossing around is I got those... I was excited. You know, I kind of tossed it around. I got the ringside exclusive, uh, Chris Jericho, a little bit of the bubbly. I feel like I needed that. I threw that on the list. But as far as I can order after that, I'm going AEW. I feel like I got to get the Unrivaled Series 1. Then I want to just get Series Elite 77s out of the way because I feel like that whole set is pretty sick. That's the direction I was going in. I was going to do AEW, go back to Mattel get Elite 77. Then next, I would probably jump on the NJPW um, train there. But I tossed that around just because it was a little more, you know, the 170, whatever it is, 180, almost 200 when you're all said and done. That was my third option. And then to be honest, I keep my eye, you know, after you priced all those out, I was keeping my eye on the Figures Toy Company. I, I know the releases are super slow. And to be honest, if I had to write one off now with the AEW line coming out, what we've seen, the boss fight figures i kind of don't even think about it yeah so no i look i think you're you're in the right direction i am in a similar boat with you i have all my pre-orders up for whatever you just mentioned except for the mattel 77 that's a summer slam series right with fiend and recruit etc i feel like some sets on the mattel side are eventually you i feel like there's always a couple guys where you're like all right i have to get i really want this to add to my collection and then slowly maybe if they're hanging around the pegs you're like all right i'll pick these couple of ones up i feel like with 77 even with the aj the oc aj I feel like that whole set's good. AJ, of course, The Fiend, the Ronda looks good. And for me, I'm really excited about the Viscera and the Rick Rude. Yeah, the Viscera, the Rick Rude, the Liz. I mean, it's, it is, and I talked, uh, you know, I, I, I correspond with a lot of the people on Instagram, uh, Action Figure Attack, uh, Corporate Steve. The, yeah, I like that Steve I, answers. I was talking to him yeah, the other day. He's, just to, he's amazing. Just, just a side note. And I just wanted to tell him, you know, I messaged him on my uh, Instagram page and I just let him know, like, wrestling figure collectors a lot of them enjoy the pre-orders you know go back to maddie collector we, we, you know that, that's like beating a dead horse but i told them you know steve listen you know just as a fan of mattel the pre-order sold out that should tell you something and he exactly and he said you know basically you know what are you telling me i already i already knew that and i was the one that set up the pre-order for the figures so i was like oh man you know He's a fan. 
of the line too. I just want to just let them know, hey man, as a collector, the pre-order for certain lines is where it's at. It's where it's at. Yes, correct. Especially if they have, you know, everything on the, I would say, back end uh, operating correctly. And the numbers make sense for the business. I mean, it is a business and, you know, Mattel, I, I think if the production numbers make sense for them and they can do it and the demand's there, especially now, it's it's the way to go for the future. And like I said, and that's what I wanted to get at with the Mattel Elite Series 77. I haven't pre-ordered it yet. I'm going to probably pre-order it this weekend because like you said, it is a set where I want pretty much every figure. It could be the best Mattel Series Elite Series ever. You know, and if I look back... It's tricky how they do that because I feel like 69 was like that too. Like I'm like 69, I got to get every guy. Exactly. And, and I'm like, they I'll get did multiples. It and they did it pretty much. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I, yeah. I And they did it pretty much in the summer. And I told uh, Steve, and again, guys, if, if you're listening, you don't know who Steve is. Corporate Steve or Action Figure Attack is the marketing director for the, the Mattel or the WWE or Mattel WWE brand. He's the marketing director or lead uh, marketing guru there. And I even told him this i said look it's it's still you have a half a year to release figures but this line is going to be the the hit of of the year i mean you guys really nailed it on, on every level level with both the modern the kind of ruthless aggression era and the flashback the golden era stuff i mean that that, that they have incorporated in that line it's it's really amazing uh but anyway getting back to the pre-orders really quick it's the first time as a wrestling figure collector that i've had so many pre-orders set up because there's so much i want and i agree with you joe the pre-orders are the way to go, but I want to see them done at mass retail as well, not just through ringside. In the many years that we've been both collecting, when has a corporate person right involved in development of a figure line been very vocal like he has? I don't I don't remember the last time. I mean, again, maybe Jeremy, you know, back in the day when he was doing the classic superstars, he was on the message boards and stuff like that. That's but the even- only person I can think of, because even trying to contact, you know, if you want to if you want an update from FTC or, you know, any of those other companies, no one ever responds or the answers are pretty vague. You have no idea. Like when any of those updates are coming, we have no idea with Steve. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. He's he's available, which is kind of crazy. Which is crazy. Yeah. And well, and what's great about it is he's the right man for the job. Again, he's passionate about professional wrestling, passionate uh, about the Mattel WWE brand. So, I mean, regardless of all that, I, I think it's the way to go, and I think it's it's really great. And I always contact him. I he randomly did a Q and A on Instagram because I was like, "Dude, man, we need something from you guys." Because I haven't bought a Mattel figure. I I, I don't even know in how long because there's a, probably since I was in New Orleans. So that would be back in February when I bought I picked up that basic Keith Lee, but nothing's come out. You know, I mean, we have the pandemic. Everything was backed up a little bit. You know, Ringside just got in the new what it was a series uh, seventy six or whatever. We haven't had anything from you guys you know he mentioned to me well we just gave you a bunch of stuff in access and that was four weeks ago and i'm just like man it feels like centuries you know what i'm saying so anyway but again when it comes down to going back to what we're talking about again get your pre-orders in i think that's important and you gotta start budgeting you know i mean look 
as we throw this back to retro collecting, so now you got all this money, right? So you, let's just say you're going to spend five to six hundred dollars in the past four four months on on uh, because that's realistically on modern figure collecting right now. Probably going to spend about four to five hundred, five to six hundred dollars right now on just these pre orders coming up, right? Yeah, if you want the pre orders, it's right? definitely yeah, definitely ballpark. It definitely the ballpark. Now we go to retro, and oh. this is an area that. I have. I am lucky to have collected and saved a lot of my stuff. I know you have as well. I know. However, there are some holes that you need to be filled. There are holes that I need to fill. Oh, it's like never ending. Uh, it's never ending because you, you know you find something or you hear about something that you forgot about or didn't know about, and you want it back in the collection. But really, what the fuck is going on with prices, dude? <laughs> I mean, I have again, no idea. Like, you know, I feel like if you're patient, like I said before, you can find certain things you're after. Cause now, or you know what's weird? I feel like certain guys that I was after that I waited too long, now the prices have tripled. Well, let me give you an example. Like the Defining Moments Hulk Hogan. I never pulled the trigger on that. And he was like 30 bucks, 40 bucks. I was like, oh, okay. And people were scooping him up. Now he's like $100. And I feel like the last couple times I've seen him, it's that $100 price range. So I'm like, oh, I missed out on that one. And the same thing with a couple other guys I, I needed where I feel like I didn't pull the trigger on them. And now I'm going to have to pay like triple if I want. Yeah. And that's not even retro. Dude, I'm, I just smacked myself in the face when you told me this defining moment story for Hulk Hogan. I sold my double for 45 bucks. And this was <laughs> this was literally, this had had to been, you know, about a year ago and not even a year ago, you know, and, and now it's double that. I mean, Jesus Christ. So like, seriously, where is it headed? What do you do? And, and, and here's my, here's my first advice. If you're looking at some of these, these really rare Hasbros and you're looking at, you know, some of these one of a hundreds or, or whatever the hell they are, or just even some, or if you're, things. if you're looking at the, um, things that people probably aren't looking at, like the, uh, no way out Raven from 2001. <laughs> yeah. yeah and only static toys would be looking out for that. <laughs> if you need it to complete your Raven collection, here's, a, here's an example the other day. The No Way Out Raven I made and the one from the Renegades three-pack finally popped up on eBay. It was gone within a minute. Oh my God, I think you just put our, I think you put the, the, the listeners asleep, Joe. What, what? <laughs> No, listen. No, uh, I know. I, 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 I get you. I, and I don't know this no way, no way out Raven. So I'm in the dark. I probably am going to look it up now and want it. So, Dude, so here's what that Renegades three pack. It's Raven. No one wants the the fucking Stone Cold or Shane out of that. They want that Raven. They want the Raven. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. So what do you do? You got to go onto eBay. You got to do save searches, right? I mean, that's the key. And do do multiple. Do Raven. Do a save search for WWF Raven, WCW, all that stuff. Do multiple searches. For example, I had just got you. You hate these figures, but the Jesse, the Body Ventura, classic superstar figures. You know, I, I got both figures in there. Loose alone, upwards of fifty to sixty dollars, and then carded upwards of eighty to a hundred dollars. Uh, yeah, I was you know, never I got, a big. I was never a big um, Jesse guy. I don't know why. Like I like the LJN. I don't know the classics. I just nah, I passed on them. Every, I don't know every time. Just I wasn't a big Jesse um, fan. I loved him as you know on, on TV and whatnot. That the figures, eh, you know, they, they're a little left to be, you know, desired. I mean, you know, the, the classics aren't the greatest, but they're high up there. So, and that's what I did. I, I put on my, look, I, I, I put my searches on, I got both of them for 60 bucks. So again, 
be patient, right? I mean, like you said, originally be patient, make sure you get your your searches up there. And and then that's kind of the advice that, you know, for, for most retro figure collectors. I also think another good thing is try to find a local shop, you know, like, so we talk about all the time Funkenstein, you know, the one of the New Jersey guys here, Funkenstein's wrestling uh, superstore. Heather and Dan over there, they're old school collectors. They have a huge, huge, huge inventory and they give you deals. You know, that, that that's their old school. They give you deals. Hastel Toy, another guy, you know, gives you deals. He's a hustle man, you know, and, and he's doing his thing. But, you know, he's a good guy, good friend, gives you deals. So kind of aside from eBay, I think it's, it's, it's very wise to source a local toy or wrestling figure shop, you know? Yeah. Yeah. F- fucking Steam. I was there once before. I sold a couple of things to them. I took a look around the shop. I didn't buy anything that day, but they definitely had a lot of cool stuff. And, and Hasto, uh, I got a couple of bendoms off him a while back. Yeah. Mitchie over Hasto is great too. And I think that's the route to go. But look, I personally, and we have had this discussion many times, I think the market's going to tank. I think, I think people are going crazy right now. I think there are a lot of actual collectors, quote unquote collectors in this quote unquote community um, that won't be around forever. So I do think that the prices will eventually come down. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But all right. And that is our gorilla position this week on the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. We want to hear your position. Do you agree with us? What were your thoughts? You can check us out on Instagram at SQD Circle AFP. Let us know what you think about the current state of wrestling figure collecting. You can also submit your questions and comments to SQD Circle AFP at gmail.com. And now on to the next segment. Wow, hearing Joey Styles' voice with that, oh my God, was amazing. Absolutely love it. It definitely Uh, brings you back. Oh, it brings you back to those ECW days. And and that's why we want to do. We want to bring that nostalgia back to the wrestling figure collectors in the community. And I think this is going to be a fun segment. So for our first Oh My God figure of the week, we're going to be discussing the Pete Dunn figures. We're actually going to be discussing his Elite, his newest figure from Elite 75, which is a very difficult figure to find right now. Uh, yes. Joe, this was actually your your choice to to actually uh, review this figure. So what do you think of it? What Do you have it in your collection? Did you get to find it? Yes, I actually, I actually have two. One I got offline and another I got at the toy show I was doing. You know, I, you know, this figure in particular, you know, the updated head sculpt and it comes with the UK title, which I know a lot of people on the last figure wanted it. You know, when Pete first was released as a Target exclusive, a lot of people wanted that UK title. They didn't get the title. So to have Pete done again in the line, updated attire, updated head sculpt with the UK title, I think that was a big deal. Yes, it was a big deal. I was in that camp. I really, I thought as a mid on card collector, we're I'm I'm almost a mid on card collector for life here at the Squared Circle Collection Picker Podcast. That's what I do. I do a lot of mid on card collecting. Yeah, uh, and you all out there, you, you listeners will will get to know what we favor as far as if you like them mid on card, if you like them loose, you want to bust them open. But yes, so I was very disappointed because he came with that beautiful snarling, uh, you know, face scan 
on the Target exclusive figure. I thought it would have been awesome to have him with that UK title on the mouth, even just in the package. I thought that the presentation for a Minon card collector would have been awesome, but we didn't get it. What got me too is it was on the back of the box. It said, you know, UK champ, and it just didn't come with the belt. I was like, ah, oh. as a figure collector, you know, and him being the most prominent champion, even to this day, even with Walter being the champ, definitely wanted that title. Yeah. And you know, what's funny about it is that figure, that attire was depicted off of his title win against Tyler Bate, NXT TakeOver Chicago, I believe in 2017. And that's where he won that belt. So you would have thought exactly Mattel would have gave him the belt with the attire in his debut figure because it's it's really the the, the moment in which he he won that title um and in his reign lasted for a very long time i don't know the number off the top of my head. yeah i want to say it was close to because he won it in 17 yeah it was a long time i want to say it was over a year maybe even longer you know watching nxt uk at the time you know tyler Bate obviously uh going a little off topic here but tyler Bate was very popular but I remember there was something about Pete Dunn. I feel like he built a pretty big fan base without even trying. And when he won the title, that just sent him over the, over the top. And to have the Target exclusive really brought him, I feel like, in the, in the figure community to the next level. It did. It was a difficult figure to find. NXT was on the rise, gaining popularity wasn't even on nationally televised programming yet oh my god it was, it have, was such a pain to get i know well i know it, it was and you know you had you have to have the wwe network if you didn't subscribe to that it's very difficult to find it really really got people wanting a pete dunn figure and even more so than a pete dunn figure other nxt superstars so it was kind of the genesis of all that but then as we fast forward and we look we really want to you know look at this oh my god elite 75 figure this checks all the boxes for me there's a lot of minor differences to the figure that at first glance you may not see and we were just talking about this the head sculpt it's completely different. Oh, it's totally different. To me, me, me personally, I prefer the new head sculpt. I think that's why maybe this figure, well, I feel like a lot of people might have missed out on the first one or they gave up. They didn't want to pay high price for it. So when 75, he was in the line, I think that with the new head sculpt, I think that's why you can't find this figure. I agree. That and because it was definitely short packed. I had, uh, going back really quickly, I actually found it on the pegs. Box was uh, not in the best of shape, but I still, I had to pick it up. I actually, you know, have a photo on Instagram at SQD Circle AFP on our Instagram page, Square Circle Action Figure Podcast. I had to pick it up regardless of the condition of the box. Even though I'm a mint on car collector, had to have this figure. And yes, that that face sculpt is a lot better. The true effect scan comes through really well. You got his mouthpiece where he's kind of like playing with it when he opens up his mouth and he's wrestling and stuff. So it goes away from that kind of snarling entrance face, you know, sculpt or scan. And and it really is a lot better. Even if you get in, you know, to the detail, the really, really intricate detail. You can see that his hires are different and the attire is actually based off of his match with Walter from NXT TakeOver New York over in Brooklyn, New York. What was it? 2019. So yeah. It was, uh, yep. Last year. I was actually at that match. The funniest thing is that match, he lost the UK title. So they give him the title in an attire in which he was defending it and he would eventually lose it to Walter in that match. So again, 
interesting decision making. But I guess what are you going to do? He needed a title with him, right? Oh, if he came out, if they released Pete Dunne again without the UK title, uh, it might have been easier to find it on the pegs. <laughs> there, there may have been a revolt. I mean, you would have had people lined up burning these figures probably <laughs> rather than find them on the pegs. I mean, I would have probably burned them. I mean, because to this date, if my memory serves us correctly, the only other UK title we have is Tyler Bate, and that was a, an exclusive as well, right? A ringside exclusive. Super underrated figure on that one. But yeah, he came out. He also had the UK title with him. Yeah, but if you didn't have a chance to get that figure, you don't got a UK title you know, in your collection. So again, a, a situation where only a hand, not even a handful of times this belt's been released, and, and yeah, it had to come with it this time. And this is why it's an Oh My God figure of the week. It's an Oh My God figure of the week because it does check all the boxes it is a current figure. It's highly, highly, highly sought after right now. It's going for, you know, pretty high prices. You know, you're $25 and up even on the secondary market. It could go, you know, upwards of I've seen $40 plus. Yep. So, you know, it is something that's very, very difficult to find on the pegs. I saw it twice. Again, the, the first time I saw it was when I picked it up. The box is all smashed up. And then the <laughs> second time, can you believe this? The second time I saw this figure, someone literally stole the title. That title might be one of the reasons. Yeah, that title might be one of the reasons that figure is going so so quick. I think so. I think so. And let's put it to you this way. Pete Dunn, amazing athlete, amazing wrestler, amazing superstar right now. So sad that he's not on the current product because I'm assuming he's stuck in the UK. But aside from that, one of the better wrestlers in the UK and oh, here in the yes. US. And, and I think that's that's kind of why we chose the figure this week. Yeah, in-ring ability, you know, his fresh style. I like the, you know, what he brings to the table. Yeah, he's just all around. He has that, I feel like on TV, in the WWE, he has that it factor, you know. You don't need to think too much. I feel like people are drawn to Pete Dunne and coming out with the figure, hitting it with the target exclusive, following it up with the with the new figure in Elite 75. Keeps him very valuable. Very valuable, very fresh. It is a gold stamp of approval from the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. So that's it, guys. Our Oh My God Figure of the Week. Tell WWE Elite 75, Pete Dunn. A world will never Forget the name of. Going back to 1997 here, World Wrestling Federation. They actually had a license with Playmates Toys. I'm not sure if all of you know this, but Playmates made several lines of wrestling figure related toys, which are actually pretty fun. And the first one we're going to talk about today, Joe, is the grudge match. These were little mini figures at around probably what do you say about three inches in height. They came with a mini ring in two packs and they were very, very fun. I know you have a great story behind them, so I'll leave the floor to you, my friend. Yeah, I remember being a kid and collecting wrestling figures at the time and seeing these in a store back, you know, 
where we're from in New Jersey here in Bradley. I mean, Bradley's and Caldor were huge stores to go find fake. Oh man, Bradley's was, was, was fucking great. I remember seeing these, you know, these little two packs and, you know, they each come with a little ring you can display them in. And the ring was actually pretty cool. But I think what made the two packs really cool was the, the matchups they chose. So you had Yokozuna versus Ahmed Johnson, Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels versus Owen Hart, Undertaker versus Mankind. A lot of these matchups at the time were very popular. Goldust and Savio Vega, Sid and Vader. So who they chose to put in the line, I think was important. And to this day, I feel like these, once you see them again, you want to collect them again. I agree, Joe. I think these are fun. I don't know. They're kind of, I don't want to say they're like muscle-esque, but they're they are kind of muscle-esque with more articulation and more paint and more, it just, just better design. You know, they have movable arm articulation to them. Their bodies and legs do stay the same though, but the matchups uh, were amazing. You're right. I, it brings me back, you know, seeing Shawn Michaels versus Owen Hart, Undertaker versus Mankind, even Goldust versus Savio Vega. I think these are fun matchups. You can get the mini ring. You could display them. We were talking about, I think, on our, our one of our previous segments about all the wrestling figures that we do have currently. And really, it comes down to space, right? What are you going to do with them all? You know, and for these, they're just small enough that they can slide into the collection. And I thought they were a very fun addition to wrestling figure collecting. Yeah, definitely. You know, just looking at them now, I'm like, oh, man, it definitely brings back memories, you know, especially collecting all these sets back then. It definitely uh, definitely takes me back. I, on the other hand, did not collect these. So I did collect some of Playmates other lines and they they were very very deep. I mean, I, I and I don't know what happened because I do remember a crossover with Playmates and Jax as well. I don't know if Jax bought the remaining inventory of these because I also remember these having Jax stickers on them on the front and the back of the card covering up the Playmates logo. So there was a transition there where either Jax bought overage and inventory or something and then they resold them under the jacks name so i don't know that's pretty weird do you remember that yeah i remember seeing the jacks logo over these but then i remember pretty much all these lines that playmates had at the time just disappeared you just kind of seen them here or there and then they were one day they were just gone yeah, they were. And even with the stretch-ins, you know, I mean, so they did a little bit of like a stretch style figure, like Just Toys had the stretch the stretch figures with Bret Hart and Lex Luger and stuff. Well, they followed it up and they did a Shawn Michaels, an Undertaker, a Bret Hart, a Psycho Sid. They're very plain. But like you said, I saw them one minute that they were there, the next minute they weren't. And then it was just all over. You know, they had the, they had the mini figures that were like mini figures with big heads. Uh, called <laughs> ringmasters which were fucking terrible <laughs> probably probably one of the worst things they could have released i don't even think all of them got released to be honest with you you could find these in the fucking trash at a lot of the yard sales you, you go to oh yeah if you go to toy shows and we go to a ton of toy shows and you, you having your other business static toys you're at many toy shows in jersey and they are always in those dollar five dollar bins oh I mean, my geez, god you can't even give them away if you were like Hey, Will the Thrill, here's a Ringmasters figure for you. You know what I'd do? I'd be like, I don't fucking want that shit. <laughs> like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to use this as a suppository and I'm going to shit this yeah, down. Shit it right <laughs> I mean, geez, I'll tell you one thing. It'll definitely clog you up. Anyway. <laughs> um, the uh, the ringmasters were fucking terrible. Again, the stretch-ins, <laughs> the stretch-ins also weren't the best. 
the you know you look at just toys versus the playmate stretchings they were so basic i mean god they didn't even give these guys a tires they were basically like stretch armstrong you know they just had bodies with pants and, and you know a head that's it and it was freaking terrible the Shawn michaels head on that on the head sculpt on the stretching uh figure is fucking horrible the Undertaker is white as a ghost. I know he's supposed to be that, but the face is so white compared to the white skin he already has. I and mean, when was he ever uh, didn't have a top on? I don't know. None of them had tops. I mean, I, they were all they're, they're all basically naked. I mean, they're they're terrible. And they did some other ones. They did like talking figures, and they did these these statue. I think they were the really the first you know kind of statue style figure. Yeah, those were cool. The statues were kind of cool. They were kind of they were kind of shitty too. But the playmates, uh, the talking Undertaker, is still pretty cool. That still holds up. You know that one. And there is a stretching. I don't know if it was released or it was kind of hard to find, but it was a playmate stretch stretching Bret Hart, which had the pink pants, and it came with a really tiny Hitman title, which was pretty damn cool. That That's cool. Trying to find that nowadays, if you want to collect any of these Playmates lines, that one is pretty pretty hard to find, especially, you know, in good condition with that title. But the uh, pink pants, you know, the Hitman title is pretty, pretty damn cool. That is awesome. And I didn't even know about that figure. I do have the Just Toys Hitman, which is decked out in his attire, and, and I absolutely love it. I actually had two of them at one point. But getting back to the grudge match awesome 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 line i do love them they're mini they're small they do have some arm articulation what i like for a mint on card collector i absolutely love the design of the lineups like you said i mean it brings you back the day where these guys had memorable matches right and you can kind of display them if you can find the mint on card i like the packaging design where the hand is kind of holding the package yeah um, they that, have that's the very bubble. cool that's very cool they have the bubble with the shoes figures in it, the ring in the middle, and then that kind of little emblem that I, it looks like actually the like a title, like a like a wing eagle title outline with the two superstars photos in the center, which is really really cool as well. So that's it. That I mean, that's all I got on the line. I mean, there's pretty much not much else to say. You're either gonna love these or they're gonna be in the dollar bin, and <laughs> that's pretty much it. I mean, <laughs> if you're looking for something besides the grudge matches if you're looking to become a pyromaniac if you want to light some shit on fire and you got a couple extra bucks i would recommend picking up a couple of these yes tis the fire pit season grab a couple (laughs) beers get some beers i just put a fire pit in the backyard so maybe that's what i'll do beers you bring some ringmasters (laughs) we'll debate on the grudge match and we'll put it up on youtube and you'll never forget the name grudge match wow joe that was an incredible segment there i i love it you know the things that you forget about the things that that you may never forget about moving forward is just amazing now on to the next look at this look at this you talk about a house of fire you're seeing it right here All right.
right, guys, you heard it. We're ready. Bust it open. So as you know, Joe, I am a mint on card collector. We say it here at Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast, mint on card for life, baby. And this is a segment that I fear, Joe. I don't it's, like busting these open. It's a little out of your uh, wheelhouse. I guess we'll, we'll put it that way. Way out of Will the Thrills wheelhouse. And I'll tell you, <laughs> I don't get thrilled here. I get scared, you know, <laughs> but we talked about it. We wanted to do the busted open segment. I think it's great. It's like literally me being busted open in the face. I'll tell you when I have to do this. But yeah, so you you choose the figure. Basically, I threw a couple out there. I had an old stinger uh, sitting around from the Gloob days. Mint on card. Card is a little bended crease and everything. And we'll show you a picture of that. But you chose it. So what, what did you like about this figure? And why did you want me to bust it open? This figure in particular was always one of my favorites growing up, as I'm sure a lot of wrestling figure collectors, they were in the same boat there. When you describe the figure and, you know, the condition of the card, I figured, you know what, that's probably our best bet is to bust that one open. That's a little bent, a little damaged. And this figure in general is just so cool, man. You know, I, I, I was excited to take it off the package, uh, give it some air, and that's what we're going to do. I almost lost all my air when I was sitting here listening to you describe that. This, <laughs> this finger figure released in 1990, 1991 by Galoob, you know, it really actually holds a special place in my heart too, because it was my first WCW Galoob figure when I was a kid. I incorporated it with my Hasbros. I was never a big like figure fed guy, but I did have crossovers and I played with this thing a yeah. lot. I tried to find one min on card. I finally did. And I guess, well, it's going to, it's going to get busted open. The first time I seen this figure, you know, I was a big Hasbro kid growing up. The first time I seen it was over my friend's house. He pulled out his bag of Hasbros. We were playing with them and in there he had this freaking sting, man. And I, it was kind of similar scale wise, but I just remember the color, you know, the face paint. I was like, damn, man, where the hell did you get this? So that's my first introduction to the Galoops. Yeah. And before we bust it open, I, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. I want to talk a little, get into a little bit about Galoob. You know, we're not going to go crazy here. Toys That Made Us, the wrestling episode, really goes in depth about uh, how the company was created, how they obtained the WCW license. So we're not going to get much into that, but this is a great figure. Again, they were released in 90. I remember finding these at Kmart and eventually at Toys R Us, as they said in the episode. Yeah, they were just great figures. Like you, I thought that the Sting itself has a remarkable likeness, great face bait, has the great pigtail on the back that he used to wear as his, oh, yeah. his hairdo. And I, growing up, actually had one of those, you know, like that's, how, <laughs> that's what a big Sting fan I was, you know, so I had that duck, well, I think they called it a duck tail. Yeah, we're, they used to call it like our duck tail, rat tail, I think I heard a lot. Yep, rat yeah. tail too. Yep, I heard that as well. I'd more rather be a duck than a, than a rat, but you know, I mean, there are some ratty people out there. Um, <laughs> some people still so, have that haircut, as sad as that is. Yeah, and, and really the namesake rat tail goes with it. Anyway, <laughs> getting back to the figure a little bit here. So, you know, yeah, the figure just stands out. And then these cards are really awesome too. I mean, the oh, cards are, are really old school. They, it reminds me of just like an old school, like television sort of feel to it or theme, you know, like it, it has a weird look to it. I've always been a huge fan of it, but it, you know, I like the WCW logo. I like the blue. I like the red. I like that the guy is on the package, same makeup. The lines, like the notebook lines are kind of weird, but it kind of works. Yeah. And that's, it does work. And that was, 
is what I was getting into. Those notebook lines are very reminiscent, at least to me, to like a, a television throwback almost. You know, like yeah. it's kind of reminds me of TV a little bit in that respect. And I do agree with you. I love that it gives the the actual photo of the superstar right on there. I mean, huge, huge, huge photo of the superstar. Does have the same face paint or very close to the same face paint as on the figure. It gives them an action shot, which is really fun too on yeah. the upper uh, right hand corner. I like and how they throw that in. And then if you flip the card around, you have everybody in the line on there, and then you have a nice little bio card. I just love it. Yeah, same here. I've always been a huge fan of the uh, Galoob WCW line, especially, you know, you know, we can go down the line there. But for the Sting figure, one of the best figures in the line, one of my favorites, might be one of my favorites of all time. I have to agree because it's the first Stinger that I can think of that was ever produced. It went with the Hasbros. It was kind of in that similar scale, obviously no articulation, but it fit right in with my Hasbro. And, yeah. and, and playing playing with them and I absolutely loved it so alright so here's what we're gonna do I'm gonna bust this open I, I, I'm starting to have heart palpitations here Joe can you talk me through this bust it open no oh my god I can't believe so as I bust this open this this you cannot even find men on card on eBay right now <laughs> this thing right now and as you can hear oh. I'm, I'm ripping it off You got to take a whiff. I know. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sweating. It's coming out of the bubble. (laughs) Oh, here here we go. Oh, Oh, man. Oh, it smells. It smells like 1990, baby. (laughs) Mm, Really, really, really nice. Beautiful figure here. Love the belts, the title belts, too, even though they didn't depict. We didn't talk about the title belts. They don't depict the big gold they don't depict really any wcw title no. it's kind of just a generic made belt for the line which i don't mind i actually like it i think it's pretty fun yeah i've always liked those titles i like that each guy comes with one i mean it gets a little repetitive but that title is cool man i've always been a fan of it very cool oh my god i just oh, hold on i gotta slow down here I'm, I'm i'm winded i'm winded joe i don't are you gonna try to put him back on the card after i don't know i may have to i may have to get, <laughs> i may i may have to get the, the crazy i, I may have to get crazy maybe get a little <laughs> bit of that crazy glue out you know throw them right back on because it came off i mean the card came off real nice i mean i, I you know i, I maybe you have something there but i'm not we'll, you we'll leave to. that to a future episode i may have to i may have to but looking at the figure it's beautiful it's shiny you can't you know again you can't get a better condition sting gloop sting they have the copyright on the back of the butt you know it's just a great figure all around and you, know, you know what i always liked about the uh st- this sting figure too uh, some of the gloop action poses you know that they had the figures in some of them kind of suck to play with what i liked about the sting too besides you know the color you know him in general the pose because with this pose you could still play with it and you know do a bunch of you know a lot of the moves that he does where his arms aren't down or they're not in a weird pose i like the pose they put him in it's an amazing pose as a kid what i remember is having stinger in the wwf hasbro ring having uh, a hogan or a warrior in the turnbuckle taking my stinger from the other turn 
turnbuckle, having him run across that ring and bam, stinger splash, you know? I mean, oh, that, that is the best. Like you said, he is in the perfect pose for the stinger splash and being a kid playing with my toys, playing with my wrestling figures. That's what I would do with another it. thing too. That's funny about this figure. It's one of my favorites, but you can find it everywhere. Like if you go to toy shows for some reason, you know, it could be the most random, you know, table there and they'll have, they'll have this figure loose and it could be beat to shit. And you could find this thing everywhere, but finding it in mint condition or good conditions, rough, very rough. That's why you got to get them MOC and they got to stay MOC for life, baby. But you know, I agree with you. They are prevalent at toy shows. I have seen a couple men on card as well in toy shows. Yeah, I think they're out there now. Again, I, I, I don't think I, I explained this, but this, this right now on eBay, there's one right now that's graded at an 80. So it's obviously some sort of a, a graded figure they're going, they're asking, I believe between 250 and 300. There's not another mint on card gloop sting series one on eBay right now. They've all sold in the past about three months, anywhere between $50 to $100. So they do come on eBay that you can find them at a pretty reasonable cost. I may have to do it. I may have to, you may, you may have just put another hole in my wallet because I may have to go buy one of these things. MOC. Yeah. I mean, you can never get enough of these. I have this one MOC. It's the two pack with Luger. I don't have it by itself, but I have it with Luger in that two pack. Okay. So you're going to give it to me, right? (laughs) I don't know. Oof. You know, Ooh, that's rough. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. You just, you just made me open my my pristine <laughs> stinger here, Galoop stinger. I think if you on card, I think if you use the Chris, glue, you'll be good. Oh, jeez! Wow, you're throwing me under the bus here. I'm sacrificing for this podcast here, buddy. And then you're, you won't, you won't even help a brother out here. What is this? Oh, wait, wait, hold on. I forgot. This is not another podcast. There's no, there's no fig life here. <laughs> just joking guys we're all about the hashtag fig life we love the guys over at the other podcast as well so they, they do great stuff i guess that's it man i survived thank you for coaching me through it it's fresh it, it needs to get a special place uh in your uh in your house i think it will it might go next to my mail away hogan now just as a memory that the first debut episode of the squared circle action figure podcast in this busted open segment we got to take a look at the 1990 galoo WCW Series 1 Sting. So we hope everybody enjoyed this segment and we'll be back next week where we choose another figure to bust Bust it it open. open. Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. Are you ready? Wrestling fans, are you ready? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, ladies and gentlemen,
And yes, it's time for the main event on the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. This will be our final segment of our episodes. And boy, I'm excited about the main event. The main event's going to be interesting. We're going to actually be more focused on talking about a match which is memorable which it was exciting in that you can relive in wrestling figure form. And boy, do we have a great match and a great build to this match for our first main event. And that is the match between the Ultimate Warrior and the Macho Man or Macho King Randy Savage at WrestleMania Seven, Joe, this match was incredible and the build was even that much better. This match, I remember as a kid, this was one of my favorite matches. And I remember, you know, seeing this on pay-per-view as a kid and getting the VHS. This was one of my favorite matches. I always remember this match. And partly I remembered it too, just for the buildup, because I was a, a both a Warrior and Macho fan. But I just remember Warrior's colors and what he chose, you know, his outfit for the match. I don't know. This match just always stood out. The back and forth. Everything about the match was just spectacular. Yes, I agree. And the match itself, we'll start with the build-up. So this is a, a match that you can actually relive in wrestling figure form, thanks to Mattel. Yeah. The build-up starts between Macho King, Randy Savage, where he wanted to face the Warrior at the Royal Rumble. And basically, Sherry, Sensational Sherry, confronts the old Ultimate War several times asking for a match, which leads to the culmination of him finally saying no. I believe on I believe on Saturday night's main event never gets the Macho King never gets the match. And what happens at the Royal Rumble is Slaughter faces Warrior and Macho Man interferes and hits him over the head on the Seltzer, leading to the Warrior dropping the title to Sergeant Slaughter. What's really cool is that we have those two figures. We have the Royal Rumble American Ultimate Warrior figure produced by Mattel, which is a flashback Walmart exclusive. Yep, great figure. And we also have the Macho King Randy Savage figure that was just released as a Target exclusive in the Royal Rumble series. So we have both of those figures. Yeah, for the build-up, you have both both great figures, especially that Macho. I really enjoy that uh, Royal Rumble uh, Macho Man. I do too. I absolutely love it. It's he's in that single attire, kind of that the tights in the tight kind of vest look shirt in the red and kind of checkered patterns. The Ultimate Warrior, the Walmart exclusive comes with the scepter. You can relive this whole buildup and you can use the sensational Sherry from the Jack's Classic Superstar series and boom, you got it right there. You got an awesome buildup to one of the greatest matches in wrestling history. Yeah, and the Macho King Target exclusive comes with the scepter as well, which is really cool. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay, so it does. I didn't know if both figures came with the scepter or just one of them did, but it's, they're both incredible figures. So you have this buildup and this buildup, you know, let's say it, it starts prior to the Royal Rumble and this is the Royal Rumble in uh, 91, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. 1991. So you look back at 1990 warrior takes the belt from Hogan at WrestleMania six, right? You get this buildup from about the fall of 90 into 
to January 91 at the Rumble. Warrior drops the title to Slaughter. And then, <laughs> holy what, shit, what the fuck was what the fuck was that? That was a fucking fart noise because that's what I think about that. <laughs> well, that was a piece <laughs> of fucking shit. Well, l- look, we're not going to review Warrior dropping the title to Slaughter. We know, we know that's a bunch of bullshit because fucking he didn't want to drop the goddamn title to Hogan. And Slaughter was just that he was a transition champion. Everybody knows it. It's been documented. But regardless, yes, should it have been Warrior versus Macho King Randy Savage at WrestleMania 7? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Because it was the match that stole the show. It was the right build for the match. Because again, we're looking at the build now. Now we're in the Royal Rumble, which is in January. They build this for another three months leading into WrestleMania 7. It's, it's great, amazing. I know. The build was fucking fantastic on this match. Amazing. And it's the, let's just put it to you this way. I mean, Warrior had some great matches with Ravishing Rick Rude prior to this. But this was his, you know, this was his match. You know, he, he really, this is one of my favorite Warrior matches. He did well in the ring with Macho King, Macho Man, or or I should just say Randy Savage every time they face each other. I love this match. It's one of my it's one of my favorite matches of all time. You're right. Macho, the chemistry between the two, Warrior had the best, I think, some of his best matches with Macho. Yeah, he had some of his best matches with Macho, and he had some of his best matches with the Ravishing One, Rick Rude. Oh, of course, uh, yeah. And those were my favorite opponents of his and the people that he worked very well together and the people that could carry him because we all know Warrior wasn't the greatest worker, incredible athlete, incredible physique, but you know, he did have his problems in and out of the ring. But we're not going to talk about that right now. We're going to get back to the match. So we lead up, we're at WrestleMania now, and wow, they come out their entrance attires for this match. This match should have been the main event. This match, their entrance attires were phenomenal and Mattel in their Defining Moments series depicts that to perfection with Defining Moments Ultimate War and the Defining Moments Macho King Randy Savage. Those are just for the Defining Moments line in general those two are probably the best figures in that line. The Ultimate Warrior there's so much detail. I mean they really nailed it man. They nailed every little detail on that figure same thing with the Wrestlemania set and Macho King. I mean, those figures in general, they're two of the best figures Mattel's ever released. The value of those figures remains at an all-time high. Yes, it does, Joe. The value is skyrocketed. I'm, you know, I'm just looking at the the Warrior right here, and I mean, you know, you mentioned this prior to even us talking about these figures. Even the arm, the, the arm wrist detail or the wristband detail on his arms are, it, it's just incredible. I mean, the duster obviously the is duster. one of the best. Oh, man. It's one of the best pieces ever produced by a toy company wrestling figure related. And then even when you get to the, the faces on the tights and on the knee pads and uh, incredible. Joe, incredible. I, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I don't want to be a mark, but I want to give credit where credit is due and I want to be fair. I want to have constructive criticism when it's needed. There is no constructive criticism. The constructive criticism here is you nailed it. You fucking nailed it, Mattel. Bill McKenna, you guys knocked it 
out of the park with the it, defining moments ultimate war with the, the duster from wrestlemania 7 it's just amazing the figure is an a plus man there's not one bad thing you could say about this figure maybe maybe no. the hair i mean maybe if you're really nitpicky the hair is a little dark but even that that's barely that's like grasping at straws there exactly you're grasping you're just you're 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 complaining just to complain at that point it's one of the best wrestling figures ever produced i'm saying it right now and if you don't agree with me you can go fuck yourself anyone finding anything wrong with this figure is a fucking idiot there i said yeah it. yeah stop collecting because you're not a fucking collector and you know what the hell you're talking about all right so and guess what this ain't the podcast for you because we'll call your asses out moving on this was one of the first defining moments figures ever created it's the first macho man randy savage figure we had in a very long time but again it's his defining moments wrestling figure from wrestlemania 7 another amazing detailed figure this is one of macho's top figures i've always been a fan of the uh the attire that he chose for wrestlemania 7 and to see it in figure form and especially in the finding moments line i was just like oh man this figure is gonna keep its value it's one of the best macho figures to date it is it is his debut figure after god knows how long 15 years 20 years it is an amazing figure it is accurately pretty accurately depicted i love the jacket my only complaint here is that he doesn't he you know he doesn't have that kind of vest singlet top he does have that in the match if, if my memory serves correct right yeah he does have it in the match exactly is it one of the best wrestling figures of all time absolute oh without a is, doubt is it a hundred percent accurate no no, I would say it's it's close. It's close. It's close. They, it's close, but it's not. And, and again, constructive criticism. We're saying that it's the best fig, one of the best figures of all time, wrestling figures of all time, but it's not 100% accurate. So we're being honest here. Would we have liked to see one like that Royal Rumble figure that was just released of the Macho King? I would have loved that in a WrestleMania 7 attire. Yes. And maybe we'll get one. Imagine that. Oh, that would be, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about that. I'd be like, I mean, there's so many macho figures that just adds, you know, to to the uh, so many of them, you know, and it would provide people with the opportunity to have a complete WrestleMania seven macho King, Randy seven macho man, Randy Savage figure. And it would allow them to have one that they may have not been able to get or may not even be able to pay the price of now. I mean, these things are going for 200 bucks, man. The value of this figure is just. You know, it's it's through ins- the roof. it's out of it's through the roof. It's insane for 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 you know less than a ten year old, maybe less than t- no, it's a less than ten year old figure. I mean, it's through the roof. So anyway, let's move on to the match. So we got to the match. Warrior, Macho Man. You have Queen Sherry on the outside of the ring. You got Liz in the crowd. So many ups and downs uh, in this match. Back and forth. Ups and downs, like you mentioned with uh, Sherry and Liz. I mean, just a great match, man. Spectacular match. I cried. when, (laughs) When I was watching this as a kid, I fucking shed a tear. And guess what? When I put this on today, I fucking shed a tear today, too. Did you have the fucking rat tail when you were watching it of course i did <laughs> Woo! stinger baby stinger like like you mentioned before the match back and forth both attempting their finishers back then you didn't really see too many pinfalls back and forth both kicking out of their finishers one of the coolest parts of the match was when macho king kicks out warrior is beside himself he's like looking to the heavens he's like what can i do and he really drags that out where you're like oh man he's really defeated face paints completely off and he's looking up 
up and he's like, how did he, how do I finish this match? Yep. How do I beat this man, right? How do I overcome everything that I've overcome? The ultimate word took five flying elbows from Savage. He kicks out at number five, okay? And talk about near falls. He then goes for the Gorilla Plus Slam, the big splash, one, two, and then Savage kicks out. So we've had near falls and big matches in the past, like the Hogan Warrior at WrestleMania 6, obviously. But stuff like this was unheard of. Multiple finishers, both kicking out. And then finally, he, like you said, he goes up to the gods, you know, Sherry interferes now. Yeah, because right? he has them. Um, there's one point in the match where Warrior, of course, Sherry played a big part in the match back and forth. But there's one point where Warrior rolls him up inside Cradle and Sherry distracts the ref. So you're like, oh, that was a three count. But you know, you know how that goes. But Sherry played a big part in the match even more. It added another element to the match, which is pretty cool. Very cool. And Sherry is one of the best performers of all time. No debate. And when I was a kid, I was like, you know, I was, you know, watching this match, especially you're like a young kid, but you're like, oh man, you know, like Sherry's very like, well, uh, you know, I don't know what, what what hole I'm jumping into here, but you know, being a kid, you were, you were kind of like attracted to her, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, you were. I mean, yeah, she's like she's this like, like deviant yelling, screaming, her freaking tits are almost falling out of her shirt. <laughs> I wondered she's if constantly... she even had fucking panties on sometimes, you know, you're like trying uh, was, to get a, I was getting peep. to that. Like she's bending over in the fucking camera. She's falling over. Her ass is out. I mean, this definitely uh, sparked her interest as a, as a young man. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course. Sparked my interest many times. And, you know, the funniest thing about it sparked my interest today. Is, <laughs> I know, right? While you're watching this thing, calm down. All right. We're not NC 17 yet, Joe. Okay. Well, we kind of are. I mean, guys, if you did listen to that intro by the famous Joel Gertner, I mean, we're we're way past the NC 17 mark. We are, we're rated R beyond beyond belief. Getting back to the match, Sheep did play a very, very integral role in the match. Like you said, amazing, amazing work by the sensational one, Sherry Martel. Right to the end. The only you know? gripe, getting to that, Will, the only gripe I have with the match is Warrior attempts his finish again. He does the shoulder press. Macho goes to roll out of the ring again. Warrior pulls his body in, his lifeless body, I guess. And he just puts the foot on the chest for the three. I thought, I mean, being a kid, I was just pumped up because the match was so good. The ending, I was never a huge fan of. I always remember the foot on the chest, and I remember him hitting the shoulder, bringing him back in the ring, and Macho just laying out like a, like a dead fish. I was never a huge fan on the ending. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to be too critical of it. I, I don't know. I, I guess you could have had just a pinfall. You know Warrior. He wants to get himself over even if he's just drinking a Coca-Cola. So, you know, I'm, or, or whatever. You know, I mean, he, he's got to get himself over. So I, I get it. And Mach was willing to do it because in the end, who really got over? Macho Man Randy Sapp. Oh, right? man. That, that, really, the pin to me is an afterthought. Now, I forgot. We actually forgot to preface this by saying this was actually a retirement match so it was career versus career warrior versus savage obviously as you just heard savage loses warrior pins him with the boot on the chest and then this is where you get even more action which when you thought it was all done this is probably some of the 
best parts of the match is after the match when Sherry basically rips it into Macho, hits him, smacks him. She starts kicking kicks him, him while he's down. She's kicking him when she's da- when he's down. And then Liz appears and saves the day. And just the embrace. I mean, she. Uh, this match. I'm getting chills thinking about it. I know. Especially, sure, I'm getting chills thinking about it. You better hold back those tears. I'm going to hold back the tears. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, talking about it just now, this match should have been the main event. This match will always be a main event in my eyes. And just the match in general, I mean, when you look at the WrestleManias going down the timeline, everyone will pick this match. I feel like wrestling fans in general, this really is the main event. And just in general, you know, it's a main event across the board, I feel like. Yes, it's a main event match. It should have been title versus career. Uh, Warrior, as we we said, should have never dropped to Slaughter. I understand the bridge. I understand why it needed to be done. It should have been title versus career. It should have been the end of the night. You should have ended this WrestleMania. WrestleMania with Savage and Liz hugging on the shoulders, done. That's and everybody cry everybody crying and going home. I didn't need a sappy America story again. I, I didn't need it. I'm sorry. I understand why they did it during the because of the p- political situation at the time, because of the, you know, the the whole the whole uh transition that they needed to to bridge the gap with slaughter and you know getting the belt onto Hogan. But again, I don't think it was absolutely non- necessary at all. This could have stole the show and we could have we could have been talking about different things. If I go back to WrestleMania seven, I, I'll shut it off after that match. I mean the DBRC Virgil match is crap a little bit. Watching Hogan, you knew he was gonna beat Slaughter. It's it's just it kind of drags the show down after this match. This match is so good, you know. It's just, just I can't say enough good well, things they, about it. Yeah, and they put Diviasi Virgil in there to calm everybody down. I mean, the execution of it all was perfect, right? I mean, you have a calm down match after it, but again, you never get that high with Hogan and Slaughter. You know what I'm saying? Nah, so Slaughter just didn't bring it out. Down match. No, I mean he's old by then. It was he should have been retired and, and and out of there and you know on his way. And but, but look. Let's just put it this way. This is the main event. They did an excellent job. And we, as wrestling figure collectors, have this story in figure form. And that's what we want to do for the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast main event. So I love the figures. I think the figures were great. I think the match was great. If you don't own these figures, these are must-haves. If you're a a wrestling figure collector, you need both of these figures. Fuck, you might need two of them of each. Fuck it, I might buy three. I I, I don't really know. At this point, I I have singles of all this. They're all mint on card because I'm mint on card for life, baby. I had a few which I did bust open. But at this point, unless prices come down, unless we get re-releases, I'm standing pat. But I agree with you. If you are a wrestling figure collector and you don't have these Mattel figures in your collection, you are missing out. You're missing out on a memory. You're missing out on nostalgia. You're missing out on one of the greatest main events in our eyes of all time. Without a doubt. All right, Joe. Well, that's it for our main event. And that's it for the debut episode of the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at SQD Circle AFP. Again, that's at SQD Circle AFP. You can also check out our YouTube channel, 
the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. And obviously, don't forget to follow and subscribe to the podcast. You can do that on all the major podcast platforms, including Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, Stitcher. So we hope you enjoyed everything. We're obviously going to work on this. We're going to try to get better. We love feedback. Give us your criticism. But it's plain and simple. The Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast is the gold standard in wrestling figure 